0: Welcome to Your Career. This is your host and resident career expert, Todd Berman. And we are coming to you live from what is normally beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas, but today it's a little gray outside, a uh, little drizzly rain, so not quite as beautiful as normal, but uh, absolutely love it here in downtown Conroe, Texas. So, so anyway... Those of you that are tuning into your career today, we've got a really exciting program. This is going to be, you know, you've heard the term must-see TV. I think today is going to be must-listen to radio because uh, I am just absolutely thrilled. The guest that we're going to have on the program today is none other than my wife, Paula Bermont, and we are going to be discussing a topic that uh, a lot of uh, families struggle with when it comes to the job search, and and career process and and that's with uh the challenge of when you've had uh, one parent stay at home for uh you know maybe several years at a time uh to raise the children and then as the children get older uh some you know and they want to enter back into the workforce sometimes people really struggle with this and uh so today my guest paula uh, is one of those folks that uh, she has been a, uh, a wonderful, incredible stay-at-home mom for uh, the last 11-plus years now. And the kids are, are getting ready to uh, go into middle school shortly. And uh, Paula is getting ready to uh, enter back into the workforce. But she's found that the, there's been a lot of challenges, uh, you know, as far as mentally um, – Getting back into the game, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk through some of those things today on the radio. And uh, this is not gonna be scripted. I have no idea what the answers are gonna be uh, today. So stay tuned. Uh, we're gonna bring Paul on shortly, but be- before we do that, though, uh, those of you who listen to the program on a regular basis know that we talk about the weekly unemployment report. And I am really thrilled to report to you that uh, there is more good news on the unemployment front. Uh, This week, the real number, 246,000 claims for unemployment this week, and that is the lowest real number I have seen in a long, long time. And I'm also thrilled that the reported number is getting closer to the real number. They reported 234,000 But those of you that listen to this program know that I focus on the the real number, not the reported one. And that was 246,000 people this week. So that is a decrease of almost 15,000 people from the previous week. So the economy is getting stronger and stronger. So there's a lot of optimism out there. Also, there's been um, some recent studies and uh, polls taken of uh, small business professionals. And uh, small business professionals, you know, first of all, small businesses account for anywhere from 70 to 80% of all the jobs in the United States. And a recent poll was taken where they scored the, the highest level of confidence about the economy uh, in well over a decade. So, so there's a lot of good news out there uh, on the jobs front. Now, uh, another segment that we started recently is the question of the week segment, and uh, this week's question was submitted by Deanna, and Deanna asks, I was wondering if anyone has any thoughts on, on whether one should apply at a previous employer. I've been working in higher education for about 20 years, and I've worked at several universities. I find myself wanting to go back to one of the previous universities. However, I'm worried that they may not be interested in an employee who previously left them. Can you provide me some guidance on whether one uh, should apply or can apply at a previous employer? So the answer to that is it, it it all depends. Number one, it depends on when you were an employee there. Did you have a good re- working relationship with folks? Um, were you uh, did you get positive reviews? Were you a hard worker uh, when you worked at your previous employer? You know, what, what did people think of you? Uh, and what were the re- reasons and circumstances around you leaving at the time? Uh, but the, the answer to the question is absolutely feel free to reapply at a, at a previous employer. You, you, you never know, you know, first of all, there's a lot of management changes that'll happen over the course of the years. People change, life changes, and, uh, you know, if you had burnt bridges on the way out and, uh, you know, just made it to where nobody would ever want to hire you again at that organization, then of course not. But for those scenarios, though, where uh, you had, you know, you had a very positive work experience, absolutely apply back at that employer, especially if you enjoyed working there. Look. You know, a lot of us make mistakes, right? You know, sometimes we might have left the position because we thought it was greener on the other side of the fence, and, you know, we got there and it it made us realize wow, you know what? I didn't realize how good I had it at my previous job or or previous employer. You know, and that happened to me years ago. uh, I worked for a company, uh, American Power Conversion, and I absolutely loved working there, uh, but then when the company uh, got to over a billion dollars of sales, it became a little more bureaucratic and um, they brought in some new management, which I didn't quite see as much eye to eye with as the previous management. Uh, so I made a decision to leave that job and to pursue a dream at the time, which was day trading. and uh, but you know with a lot of the positions I've had since then and and whatnot, you know you you look back and you say, wow, I didn't realize how good I had it back then and stuff. So, uh, you know, thankfully now I'm in a a great position where I'm at right now and absolutely thrilled to be doing what I'm doing, and that is working for Evolve here in Houston and Evolve plans, designs, builds, and maintains data centers, and we do a phenomenal job. And uh, I'm absolutely thrilled to be doing what I'm doing now. But, uh, you know, so for those of you that have uh, left companies in the past and, you're finding yourself now thinking, well, you know, maybe I might have made a mistake a few years ago. Feel free to go back and to reapply because look, you know, working, it's no different than relationships. You know, a lot of times in life, sometimes, uh, you might be dating somebody and, uh, you, you, th- you leave that person thinking that, well, you know, you could wind up in a better relationship and then you, you, you don't realize how good you had it with the relationship that you had. And and a lot of times people successfully go back to their previous mates and, and wind up getting married. And uh, so, you know, look, everybody, uh, you know, sometimes life changes, you get a new perspective. So Deanna, absolutely. There's a long winded answer, but yes, feel free to go back and, and apply at those previous employers. So, so with that, um, we are going to be going to a break. When we come back from the break, uh, we are going to begin our interviewing portion of the of the, of the the show. And uh, as you can tell, I'm a little tongue-tied and a little nervous because I have no idea what direction this conversation is going to go in. You are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, globally on IRLoneStar.com. Stay tuned.
1: Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com IRLoneStar.
0: Welcome to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert Todd Bermont and each week we come to you live from beautiful Conroe, Texas and uh, we talk about topics that are related to the job search, related to your career and uh, at the end of the day we want to have a positive impact on people's lives. So today we have uh, an exciting guest and uh I've known this person for many years now, going back to 2000, and this is none other than my wife, Paula. And uh, Paula is originally from the Chicago area, as as I am, and uh, went to Northern Illinois and had a uh, great career as a con- con- controller. Boy, I can't even talk. I tell you today, as a controller for. Uh, Places like Hyatt Regency, Planet Hollywood, some some really impressive employers, and and at one point uh, has had well over twenty people reporting into her. And uh, Paula, though, back in two thousand and five, uh, we we made the tough decision, uh, and it's not an easy decision in today's world with the economic stress that's on families and the high cost of living and the fact that wages have not kept up with inflation it is not at all an easy decision to have one of the parents stay at home to uh, to raise children and uh, we made that tough decision to uh, to have Paula stay at home and uh, in in my mind there's no more important job in the entire world than than being a parent and uh, absolutely proud of the job that my wife has done in in raising our kids over the last several years um but now the, the girls that we have twin girls uh, they're 11 years old and they're getting ready to go into middle school and uh, you know once they go into middle school the schools don't want the parent involvement anymore and there's uh, a lot less for the the parents to do and and plus the girls getting older they can start to fend for themselves uh, so my wife is uh looking to get back into the workforce but but she's experienced uh, some challenges with doing that, that a lot of the folks in this audience, I suspect, have, have faced as well. And, and over the years, I've taught a class through uh, ed to go And uh, invariably, every month, there's at least a half a dozen students that are in the same boat, where uh, they've been a stay-at-home parent for many years, and they're finding it a challenge returning to the workforce. And, and so today's program is going to be all about that. So with that, I'd like to welcome Paula.
1: Hi there. Hello.
0: How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So, uh, so uh, you know, since you're my wife and listening to the program, how'd I do in the first segment? Did I do all right?
1: Well, very, very good. Yes, I'm very impressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Well, well, for the audience, Paula, I was wondering if you know, I, I you know, I said a little bit about you, but I was wondering if you could tell me about yourself, you know, a little bit about your background and and uh, you know what got you to this point today.
1: Okay. Well, um, as you mentioned, I was, um, I'm from Chicago, originally born and raised. um, And I met my wonderful husband, Todd, um, in 2000. And we got married. And when we just all along, we had talked about what we were going to do about when we had children. And it was always a dream of mine to be able to stay home with my kids. And so um, while I had a we got married a little later in life. And so um, I had a uh, nice career for about 20 years um, in doing um, finance. My background, I went to school, um, actually earned a management, business management degree, but wound up um, doing accounting anyways because um, I was always good with numbers. And so um, my last job, as Todd mentioned, I worked for um, right out of college. I worked for Hyatt and had a great career with them for 10 years, And then I left, um, and I did a couple of things along the way, um, uh, working um, for uh, a public accounting firm, and then, as he mentioned, Planet Hollywood. And then I so um, so I have to
0: ask you about Planet Hollywood. Did you get to meet any stars when you were at Planet Hollywood? Was uh,
1: (laughs) well, I did. I did actually. I didn't actually get to really meet them, but I did see Arnold. (laughs) He (laughs) he did come to our restaurant for they the the owners didn't usually. You know, travel around, but they used used to have a lot of celebrities. And even back in the day, I'll never forget they they closed off Wells Street, and it was such a big deal. The Spice Girls were coming, and that was. in I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but that was, I think, in the in the mid '90s, and I had no clue who they were. So, <laughs> um, so, no, I did not get to meet anybody, but saw plenty of of celebrities. Kevin Bacon, as I mentioned, Arnold. Um, Howie Long, I didn't know who he was back then. Um, just a few that to, to come to mind. So that were memorable. So after Anyways.
0: Planet Hollywood, you know, I, I took you off topic, as I always do. Uh, <laughs> after Planet Hollywood, where, where did you where did you go to work after that?
1: Um, after Planet Hollywood, um, I had a. Um, I went to work for a company called Caremark, um, and I was there for. That was a very short term stint because I realized that my values were not in alignment with those of my boss, and um, I was not comfortable with some of the tasks I was given to do. I was in contract management, and so. Um, I quickly realized that I didn't need to be there um, because I was not going to compromise my values and my beliefs. Um, so then I found a job. I was fortunate to find a job for a wonderful retirement community um, in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, and I, I was there for eight years and I absolutely loved it. It was a full um, continuum of care and I was in charge of the whole finance department. And I had an amazing boss there for several years. And I just a great staff, and it was nice to be working with the senior citizens. We had a uh, fully um, skilled nursing home, assisted living, and independent living. So it was really a neat, neat experience.
0: And and what was your role at at, at...
1: Uh, there? I was there. I was um, in charge of the finance department. Um, We were in charge of um, contracts uh, rent, monthly rent, you know, all the, all the things that go along with finances, um, you know, accounts payable, accounts receivable, payroll, um, for the whole facility, um, uh, public reporting, um, reporting to, um, you know, state reporting, I should say, uh, it was a not-for-profit, uh, organization tax return. I mean, I did the tax returns, um, Trying to think. It's a long time ago. <laughs> and what was the t- What was the title of that position? Uh, controller. Controller. Yeah.
0: And, and uh, how many people reported into you over there?
1: Um, back then I had um, let's see, two, four, probably about eight people under me there. You so know, it was a smaller, you know, smaller organization. So. And throughout
0: the course of your career in in your life in general who would you say uh, has been your toughest boss my toughest boss
1: <laughs> am i allowed to use names
0: <laughs> well uh well you see this is not a scripted program you know she you know all, all <laughs> along she always Tells me that the two toughest bosses she's ever had are. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh! I see. I was in work. I see. I was back to my work. My work mode. Yes, the two toughest bosses I have ever had in my entire twenty-year career, plus eleven years of parenting, are my twin daughters. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, well, yes. Well, uh, aside from. Aside from that, another boss popped into mine, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't mention any, any names, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be going to a break here uh, momentarily, but uh, I'm really enjoying the conversation. When we come back from the break, you know, I really want to dive into uh, some of the things that led you to you know, want to leave your career to raise your kids and and then dive into some of the challenges that, that you're experiencing. So, you're currently listening to your career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and globally on IRLoneStar.com. Stay tuned.
2: Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station and we are looking for talk show hosts and volunteer DJs for our music shows. Are you interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star, or have you always wanted to live out your dreams of being a music DJ? With the addition of Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and video aspects of our talk shows, we are needing people to grow with us. If you or someone you know might be interested, please contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us, or Call the station at 936-647-5747 for more information.
0: Welcome back to Your Career with Todd Bermont. I'm your host and resident career expert, and we come to you live from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas, each Friday at 2 o'clock. And also, you can listen to our podcast. You know, I don't mention that too often, but we keep our podcasts up on uh, both SoundCloud as well as YouTube. And also the, the station itself has a program page as well. And if you ever have a question that you would like addressed on our Question of the Week segment, reach out to us on Facebook. And uh, we have a Facebook page. That's your career. Todd Burmont is the Facebook page. And also tbermont at IRLoneStar.com. If you want to email a question directly to me, tburmont at IRLoneStar.com. So with that, I would like to welcome Paula back to the program. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> and uh, so uh, prior to the break, Paula was mentioning the fact that her two toughest bosses that she's ever had in her career are our lovely children. And um, I can attest that they uh, they can be tough bosses from, from time to time. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious, Paula, you know what was it that you know you had a high-powered career. You were making great money. Uh, you had eight people reporting into you. You loved your boss. You you uh, loved the re- the place where you were working. This retirement home that was doing such a wonderful service uh, to the elderly folks in the community. And um, you know what was it that w- made you want to give all that up to to raise your children?
1: Well, um, honestly, is if- tough of a decision as it was, it really was kind of an easy choice um, at that time because um, I had always, you know, I had always dreamed of of having, you know, getting married, having children like every every girl does and being able to raise your kids. I know um, my mom stayed home with me and my brother until, you know, we were old enough to, you know, be able to let ourselves in and whatnot. And, um, but I just, I felt that, you know, especially after having kids later in life, you know, that I, I just did not want anybody else raising my children. And, um, they were our, you know, they were our children. We chose to have them. And I felt that they were owed, you know, my time, my full undivided attention to be there for them. Um, so that was really, um, you know, kind of what, what, led me to say you know what I could always return to work you know I could always get a job but my kids are they're not always going to be babies they're not always going to be little and I quite frankly wanted to be there for all the stages along the way to see them grow.
0: So now that you've made that decision do you have any regrets?
1: Um, I do not although I I have to admit the first year of um, being a mom an older mom of twins, premature twins, um, I, re- I remember saying to, to you, Todd, that boy, I, I wonder if I made the right choice because, you know, again, all I knew was was working. I worked for 20, you know, almost 20 years. And, you know, I just remember thinking I wasn't cut out to be a stay at home mom because I was always used to being around adults. You know, business people, you know, getting dressed every day, you know, doing my hair, doing my makeup. And, you know, the first year was was brutal. I mean, I there were days I didn't shower, especially if Todd was traveling, you know, that I couldn't even take a shower or. I'm glad I wasn't home
0: during those days.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, you (laughs) used to have to come home and relieve me for that um but you know then i you know and then i i gave up my freedom and essentially i mean i you know here i i had way more freedom working you know 40 well i never really quite worked 40 hours a week it was more like 50 60 hours a week um and honestly i had more freedom then but as i you know as the as the girls kind of overcame some of their premature um conditions if you will um They, I mean, they just, it was, it just, it was a a new, it was a new way of life for me. You know, every day was an adventure, and I'm a, I'm a very type A personality. And so, you know, having to like adapt to somebody else's schedule, you know, twins, you know, they go down for a nap. They're two different people. Doesn't mean they're going to nap at the same time, but, you know, like me being the control freak that I am, it's okay, it's nap time. You both have to sleep. So, you know, it's just, those were some of the challenges. That I had found, you know, in the first year, but don't regret, you know, I don't regret any of it for a minute. Just knowing, you know, how much the kids look forward to seeing me, you know, at the end of the day, or or when I come into school, come up to school to help, you know, to help volunteer, and you know, it's it's been eye opening. I, I think I almost appreciate it more now than I did even when I was fortunate enough to to stop working and stay home with the kids because even when I go to school, I mean, the, the joy on all the kids' faces, you know, that their parents, their moms work, their moms can't ever come for anything. You know, they're just so happy to see a mom there. And so, you know, I feel like that's all worth it in the end.
0: So, uh, has it, making that decision, has it put any, uh, challenges or pressures on the household?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, um, Losing, well, losing my freedom, you know, kind of equates to no more money, no more money coming in, only only one income, you know, and honestly, you know, the nice clothes, the nice cars I used to drive, you know, just manicures and pedicures and all that stuff, you know, it's all about sacrifice. So, you know, you have to be willing to want to give up, you know, I mean, I gave up a huge part of who I was to become this person (laughs) that my kids needed called mom. So, um, yeah, it's, it was a huge, it's been a huge challenge, you know, a huge stress. I mean, we, we don't go on lavish vacations. We don't, you know, we don't have the latest and greatest. We, we had to replace my, my, yes, I'm going to say it, my minivan after, um, nine years because it was, we were finally having trouble with it. Not because, I mean, that's probably the longest I ever owned. had one vehicle, not because we didn't get rid of it, because we wanted a new car. We just, it was out of necessity. So, you know, all of a sudden, the things that you want, you don't necessarily, you think in terms of what, what do you need as opposed to what do you want. So, yes, it's, there's been a lot of challenges in the household, absolutely.
0: But for those uh, in the audience that are also uh, stay-at-home parents or maybe thinking about becoming a stay-at-home parent, uh, we have about 30 seconds before we have to go to break. But before we do that, would you say that uh, it it was worth it?
1: Absolutely. The The best, most rewarding job I've ever had in my entire life has been raising my kids.
0: Outstanding, outstanding. Well, when we come back from the break, what, what I want to do is I want to dive in, because Paula's, uh, ex, you know, to be open, Paula's experienced some of the challenges that a lot of folks in this audience experience, and when, when you've been a uh, stay-at-home parent for many years, uh, there's challenges when it comes to returning to the workforce, and uh, so we're going to dive into some of those when we return from the break. So you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont, and we are on. IRLoneStar.com FM 104.5 Stay tuned
1: Want to check out What it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school? For an internship? Then contact Dick online At Dick at IRLoneStar.com Lone Star Community Radio Is Montgomery County's Community Radio Station And we are here To be part of the community
0: Welcome back to Your Career with Todd Bermont. I'm your host and resident career expert. And each week we come to you live from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas to discuss how you can improve your career and hopefully have a positive impact on your life. Our guest today is none other than my wife, Paula Bermont. And uh, we are talking about uh, some of the challenges that stay-at-home parents face when returning to the workforce. So with that, uh Paula, I'd like to dive back in and, and just ask you the, the, the question. You know, uh, lately you've talked about wanting to get back into the workforce and, and go full speed ahead. and um, But you've faced a few st- struggles in the process. And, and I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit on what challenges you've been facing personally as, as it comes to returning to work.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, um, you know, as I as I sit in front, as I uh, go through um, the careers college uh, um, tools, and I it says you know name your you know I have to go back and name my experiences, you know, list out my skills, uh, you know, what I've done, what I've accomplished. Well, I mean, honestly, all of those accomplishments relate to what I've done with my kids and my family, um, as of the last 11 years. So I feel like whatever I had done before that, you know, was like, you know, many moons ago. And so I find that, like, I find that my skills are rusty. Um, you know, when I left the work when I left the workforce, um, at, when I was 25 weeks pregnant with my girls, I had to go on bed rest and Um, you know I was we were just learning PowerPoint you know now everything is a PowerPoint presentation I've never done a webinar I've never so I find that um, you know returning to the workforce you know there's been nothing over the years because I've just been so busy with the kids you know there's been nothing to to you know keep my skill set moving and so um, I feel out I mean I feel with with a with a lack of better way to put it, outdated with my skills. Um, I just again, you know, the styles, you know, the the work attire styles have changed. I don't even know like what the what the proper attire is to wear, you know, to a business office anymore. Um, you know, just things like that. You know, things that you know. I just you learn as you're as you're uh, finishing up school, and then you get into your job, and then you get into a flow. And so I feel like I've lost. You know, I've lost touch with a lot of a lot of what goes on in the corporate world.
0: Well, it's interesting because you know I think Paula's being a little hard on herself here because uh, you know she says that her skills are really rusty and and um, uh, you know that she feels outdated from a skills perspective and stuff like that. But l- let's dive into that a little bit because. A lot of folks that have been stay-at-home parents they struggle with the same thing. They they think that well you know I haven't worked a quote-unquote real job if you will. But again, there's no tougher job in the world than being a parent. Um, so but but let's let's dive into that to see if your skills are are really as rusty as you think. So uh, so I assume being a uh, a, a stay-at-home mom, uh, you've done nothing at all as far as you know, getting involved with organizations or something like that. I mean, you haven't done anything like that, have you?
1: (laughs) Oh, you're being silly. Um, Of course I have. And um, with that, um, I, I started out years ago, I always, it was a goal of mine to get the kids out of the house every day. So, you know, taking them to you know getting them enrolled in enrichment classes, whatnot, so I am still somewhat familiar with computers, yes, I am um, and then when they got to be school age, um, I decided that well, I actually got kind of got uh, recruited to join the PTA, well little did I know that it was going to be a unpaid <laughs> lots of working position um, and I basically started with um, uh, just room parenting, and then um, I I then was um uh, asked to be on the board, and so then I was in charge of school supplies, um, organizing school supply order for the school, um, and then currently um, I am the VP of membership. So, um, so yes, I guess I do. He he, Todd is correct. I sell myself short, but. You know, it's hard to, when I think about what I used to do and what I'm doing now, it's, you know, it's hard to apply that to.
0: Well, well, let's dive into that a little bit. You know, I mean, everybody knows that being a room parent is an absolute piece of cake, right? And, you know, (laughs) getting parents to pony up money for class parties and organizing that, that wouldn't possibly uh, require any kind of project management or anything, would it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, I guess it would. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a challenge getting, you know, making sure that you're not funding the entire uh class party. Yes. <laughs> and well, and, but, I mean these
0: these parties, I mean, they just come together by themselves, right? It doesn't require any kind of project management skills or coordination, does it?
1: Um, of course it does. Of course, it does. There's a lot of planning that goes into the party. We is as a, as a grade level, um, we meet and we kind of discuss uh, themes of the parties. And oh, then, so
0: so you've had meetings, you say?
1: Uh, plenty, yes, plenty of meetings.
0: And and you've done coordination and, and project management. It sounds like. Mm, yes. And uh, well, and let's take a look at your. Uh, experience at the pta i mean everybody knows that the pta moms you guys just like to get together and have a few drinks and uh you know talk about your husbands right
1: (laughs) hey don't don't give yourself that much credit (laughs) (laughs) so so so, uh, you know
0: i i I mean you know the you know there's got to be 800 students that go to par elementary so you figure uh uh, you know, there's, you know, what, 400 sets or 500 sets of parents that go there. So I'm sure everybody gets involved in the PTA and everybody is willing to be on the board at the PTA, right?
1: Wrong. <laughs> Getting people to join PTA just to even support PTA, whether you can physically support them or just just by joining it's yeah it's quite a challenge
0: so you mentioned you were heading up membership right vp vp of all things so how'd, how'd you get elected
1: vp <laughs> um well some of my um fellow uh, board members um nominated me for the position and i accepted and and I accepted the nomination, and um, that's it's basically how you, and then you take a vote. And fortunately, nobody voted against me, and here I am finishing up my second year term of membership. So how is it
0: possible that somebody with rusty, antiquated skills could, could possibly be nominated by fe- fellow peers to be in such an important role? they
1: needed me to do the job? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, yes, they looked for, you know, they looked for, you know, they looked at my skill set from before being a mom and, you know, they knew that I all, that I had worked, you know, that I had had a pretty significant job. So I, I would guess that maybe they took that into consideration.
0: So, and we all know you're not a competitive individual at all, and everything. So, uh, you didn't care about winning any awards or anything while you've been involved with the PTA, <laughs> have you?
1: Well, I didn't know I was competitive, and I didn't know I cared until this year when I when I realized last year was last year's my my first year in the position was kind of a struggle, and the current um, the campaign that they had the membership drive that they had in place, um, was kind of stale and talk about stale and outdated. It kind of wasn't doing its tricks. So my first year as membership, you know, we just, we were flat. In fact, I don't even think we, um, achieved the prior year's numbers. And so I was bound and determined this year to make a difference. And so, we changed up the strat we changed up our drive and our membership drive and i i'm i just got another award yesterday we we blew our numbers out of the water last year from last year and it's it's kind of it's kind of a running joke between the president and i because all of a sudden the thing with the Texas PTA is most of the awards they just like you don't have to apply for them you know if you achieve certain you know um goals you know in certain threshold of members you know then you you receive these various awards and i don't know this year i i think i've received i think four or five awards up until currently another award came through last uh, the other this week as a matter of fact so yes i i enjoy being competitive and i enjoy achieving you know high goals so
0: so you've won awards sales awards for growing membership so you've developed clearly some some sales ability and when it comes to being able to you know most any company would love to have their salespeople grow sales year over year like you've grown the membership at the PTA um you know let, let's dive into a little bit more of your PTA responsibilities um you know I, I believe you've mentioned a couple of Responsibilities that even touch upon in your past, like uh, being on the board, aren't you responsible for helping with the signing of checks and stuff like that too?
1: Um. At, yes, as as first VP, um, I yes I am a check signer.
0: Oh, so you're first VP, not just yes. a VP, but first <laughs> VP. Yeah,
1: I'm not. Yeah, yes, I am first VP.
0: So for for those of you that are out in the audience, you know we're we're, we're talking through this out loud and having some fun bantering back and forth uh you know and, and this is as much for uh my wife's help as well as, as the help of for those of you in the audience that struggle with the same thing you know as we're talking out loud here my wife here she was really hard on herself paula you know said just a few minutes ago how rusty her skills were and how out of touch she was, yet Paula's been involved. Let, let's let's just dive in with some of the things that Paula's been doing over the last uh, year or two in, in the PTA. She's, and, and as room parent, she's done project management skills. She's coordinating. She's uh, raising capital as as far as not only membership for the PTA, but raising capital as far as uh, funding the class parties as, as room mom she's having to go on meetings with other mothers as well it's no different than uh, going on meetings in the corporate world and uh so so as we're diving into a lot of these things paula was being a little hard on herself because yeah maybe a couple of the skills might have gotten rusty as far as powerpoint or whatever but uh you know let me let me ask you this when you first became a parent paula um did you go through any uh classes were you formally taught how to be a parent uh you know or or was nothing, there
1: no nothing prepares you for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> especially and, when you get two at a time and uh yet somehow you made it through it right
1: I think so <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean somehow uh you know after 11 plus years and and hopefully god willing many more positive years to come uh you know we've got two absolutely wonderful children and that could not have possibly happened with with the incredible job that paul has done and i'd like to think i take a little credit too but certainly
1: very little <laughs>
0: <laughs> but cer- but certainly uh, uh paul has had a major impact on on the caliber of our kids and and the wonderful individuals that, that they are. And, and, you know, Paula's during this radio program has been a little hard on herself, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, she has been doing a lot of things as a mother that really no different than what she did in the corporate world. It's just, you know, instead of dealing with fellow employees, she was dealing with Fellow uh, volunteers on the PTA, fellow board members, um, dealing with
1: teachers
0: teachers, dealing with children, dealing with uh, coordination, all sorts of things. And um you know, and, and what I what I'd like to say in and the advice that I'd like to give the to both Paula and the people in this audience is the fact that, you know, like Paula said, nobody taught her how to become a parent and yet you know, nobody's ideal as a parent day one, but you grow into it. And uh, the same thing, it's the same thing when you're returning back to the workforce. There's no real classes on on how to do that. But in a a sense, it's a lot of it is just like riding a bike. You know, you could go two, three years without riding a bicycle, even 10 years without riding a bicycle and, and just hop back on and remember and and start riding the bike again, and and working is the same way, and it's it's I I equate it to like working out, you know, and and you know I've been really guilty of this, uh, especially with the new job and long commute, you know I have gotten way out of my workout routine. In fact, I don't have one right now, and I need to uh, figure out a way to start that back up myself, just like Paul is struggling to get back into the work world. I'm struggling to get back into working out and, and doing the exercising and that kind of thing because it's been a while since I've been to the gym or or to our boot camp training, and at the end of the day, I know the best thing to do is just to dive in, start showing up for the boot camps again, and start doing it, and I'll get back into the swing of things just like uh, I did before, uh, you know, we had some distractions and stuff, and and I would say it's the same thing with returning to the workforce. A lot of it is just showing up. Uh, I think it was Woody Allen that had a quote years ago that, uh, you know, 90% of the success in life is just showing up. And, um, you know, that that's some of the advice I'd like to give those of you in the, in the audience is to, uh, you know, just dive back into it. You know, and don't worry about being judged. And, and don't somehow feel that your skills are, are inferior. So, so with that, I would like to thank Paula so much for being on the program today. As always, it just flew by. There's so many more questions I wanted to ask that we didn't get to. But uh... you can
1: invite me back <laughs> next week.
0: <laughs> well, we've got some other guests coming on over the next couple of weeks, but we will definitely have you back on the program, Paula. So, so awesome. Paula, with, with that, I want to thank you so much uh, for being on the program today. We're going to be going to a break right now and saying. Goodbye to my lovely wife, Paula. It was a true pleasure having you on the program.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure to, to be a part of the program. You, you do a great job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, So we are going to step to a break. You are currently listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. Stay tuned for some final thoughts.
2: Lone Star Community Radio is FM. That's right. Set your radio dials and your button presets to Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 coming in June of 2016. To celebrate this edition and the addition of video versions of our talk and music shows on YouTube, cable TV, and Our City TV, we are offering special sponsorship rates, which include free audio spots that are played throughout our broadcast interested check out our sponsor rates for shows just like the one you're listening to online at irlonstar.com sponsor or call the station at 936-647-5747 reaching the people of montgomery county with montgomery county's community radio station with lone star community radio
0: Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermond. And uh, it has just been really exciting uh, for those of you just tuning in now. We just had a uh, phone interview with my wife, Paula, and we were talking about the challenges of stay-at-home parents returning back to the workforce. And uh, speaking of the workforce, next week we are going to have a guest on our program, and uh, she heads up the workforce, uh, a brand-new workforce uh, entity at Lone Star Community College and uh, so I'm really excited to learn more about that so be sure to stay tuned next week uh, when we come back for our exciting guest on that and uh, so I, I'd like to give you a, a couple of closing thoughts uh, when it comes to the, what we discussed on the program today. You know, when it comes to being successful in your career, whether it's the job search or or your career in general, confidence plays such an important part of being successful throughout your career and life. Confidence is just so important. And as we heard on the program today, uh, Paula was being really hard on herself. She was lacking some confidence because she felt that her her skills were rusty when in reality a lot of things that she's been doing as a stay-at-home parent she's not only been honing the skills that she had developed prior in her career but she's also developed a lot of new skills skills such as selling skills such as project management and uh and those kinds of things so it so it's it's really important in for those of you in this audience that sometimes might be struggling, you know, rather than focus on the things that you're not good at, rather than the focus on the things that you're fearful about, focus on the things that you you really are proud of yourself. You know, focus on being proud of you and and what you're good at. As far as the future and where you want to go, focus on what you want to achieve moving forward. Don't approach life like driving a car. When you drive a car, you think about it. For the most part, we're taught that you should look forward through the windshield. And, uh, yeah, every once in a while, you got to look side to side so you don't get T-boned on the side. And uh, and every once in a while, we're taught to look at the rearview mirror so we make sure something doesn't uh, hit you from behind. And that's your past. But for the most part, we should always look forward. So, So with that, I want you to really focus on being positive, look forward in life. You are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermond. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, successful day.
2: Thanks for checking out this production on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747. Contact us online at irlonestar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936 647 5747.